Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Britt. Hey, Sam. How are you today? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing really well. Thanks. So today I, I've prepared a topic for maybe the first time ever <laughs> for our conversation prior to inviting our guest in today. And it's really inspired by our personal buying habits and also inspired by what I'm noticing amongst people that we're working with as clients. And that is the difference between millennials and Gen Xers and the baby boomer generations and the things that they're willing to pay for or sub out or what is important to them. Are you noticing that too? I am. I'm definitely noticing that. You know, one of the books that we read together by Sabri Subi talked a lot about what is your hourly rate and thinking about is it worth it to do this activity yourself or could you generate more revenue for yourself by subbing out that activity? So, you know, we have people that come and clean our house every two weeks and we have four. 10 years now. And some people kind of look at that as, man, what a luxury, you know, in my parents' generation. But what I find is a lot of the people in our generation are leaning into services like that. I completely agree. And I think the thing that's interesting when you say your hourly rate, so it's really breaking down how much money you make an hour from your various revenue streams or from your nine to five or however you define your wages. And then can you sub that out and continue to work or do something enjoyable for you if you don't enjoy doing it? So I think about my dad loves mowing the lawn. It would mm -hmm. not be worth it to him to ever sub that out. But if it's not an enjoyable task, can you sub it out? And we also have house cleaners. I was discussing if I should get somebody to clean up the dog due to in my backyard. You did talk me out of that and my son, <laughs> <laughs> my son does do that. But it is, it, it's interesting to see. And I think another thing that millennials and Gen Xers have really leaned in on is health and wellness, just and how important that is to them. So many services, again, that our parents' generation would say, this is a luxury. It's something I get to do, you know, once, once a year or twice a year on a special occasion. We're now spending money on consistently. I consistently get my hair done. I consistently get my nails done. But I'm also thinking about it from a health perspective of consistently participating in boutique fitness and also consistently taking on services like massages because it's about that holistic wellness approach. And those are things that we're seeing from a buyer's perspective that these generations are really focused on. And I think it's opening up for our clients, the industries that they're willing to look at because they are patrons of those industries or they understand the need in their market for something that does that. Now, there is a need in a certain arena because I am always looking for a great massage. And that can be something that is very hard to find, just the mix of environment and therapists, et cetera. So we have an expert in that field. I would love to bring in Brittany Driscoll, founder and CEO of Squeeze. 
Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to connect and discuss all things Squeeze. We are thrilled to have you here today, and so we really appreciate your time. You know, before we dive into Squeeze, we would love to learn more about your background and what led you to Squeeze. Yeah, absolutely. So I started my career in marketing and advertising. I had the amazing fortune of working with incredible brands like Disney, Coca-Cola, Hilton, a couple of my favorites were Barbie and Hot Wheels, and uh, really learned, you know, the importance of how to build a great brand experience and connecting with consumers, Uh, you know, certainly also appreciate data, segmentation, all of the things, I always like to say the 360 wheel of marketing, if you will, and and how, um, how that all comes together. And from there, I had the also incredible fortune of working for Drybar for four years. So I spent uh, time there from 2013 to 2017, helped take the company from 30 million to over 100 million, opened over 60 doors, launched several franchisees, uh, and also launched the product line into all the prestige retailers that it exists in today. It was really, truly the ride of a lifetime. I mean, I loved every minute of it. Um, the brand spoke to me personally. So it was just always, you know, so invigorating to get up every day and work for a brand that, um, you know, I incorporated into my weekly routine. And uh, and then thankfully, you know, have had the opportunity to continue working with the Drybar founders and launching Squeeze. What an amazing trajectory there. There are a lot of recognizable names and Drybar is currently getting me through my day four hair. So I do love the dry shampoo. So I'm a personal user of that as well. What, you know, what a path to doing that. Would you mind talking a little bit about Squeeze as a franchise brand? What led you to franchising it and what really is Squeeze Massage? So I'll start quickly with just the foundation of what we always used to say at Drybar because it dovetails into what we're doing uh, at Squeeze. We always used to say at Drybar that we weren't selling blowouts. We were selling the happiness and confidence that came with a blowout because when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you can take on the world. And, you know, there's so much power to being part of that experience in people's lives. And, uh, you know, massage clearly a different experience, but the same feeling, right? The same feeling of being relaxed, reducing stress, really taking care of yourself. And I think for me, that's what got me the most excited about building this brand and getting a chance to, you know, create another feel-good experience was just being a part of that part of people's lives. That and when we look at the massage landscape, the way that we viewed Squeeze was on one end, there's the the low-end discount chains, which I always like to say to their credit over the past, you know, decade plus have made massage accessible to the masses, but just lack some experiences and expectations from a consumer standpoint today. And then on the flip side, there's high-end hotels and spas, which are really lovely, but unattainable for a regular experience. And that was also, quite frankly, the landscape before dry bar as well, the low-end discount salons and the high-end salons. And and so really, we were fortunate to work with the same team as dry bar, so the same branding team, the same architectural team, really creating that very, you know, whimsical, um, approachable brand, but at, you know, with a sophisticated twist to it, um, certainly surprise and delight elements that exist within the space. But our biggest differentiation is our technology. So we're still a brick and mortar experience where you come to us, but we've built out a proprietary end to end platform that enables the guests to do everything from 
book an appointment to setting all of their personalized preferences online, everything from areas of the body they want focused on, what they want avoided, if they want more or less pressure, if they want their table heated, if they want oil or lotion. It's all saved to their profile and the therapist reviews it prior to the guest even walking in the door, which is a huge win for the therapist. You know, they feel very confident in in the expectation of the guest before, before the massage even starts. And then a lot of people's favorite part is like Uber and Postmates when the massage is done. You rate, tip, and review at your leisure, at your fingertips, and get to float out, stay in that relaxed state of mind. So again, you know, we've really tried to just create a very seamless experience and eliminate a lot of the awkward, clunky elements that exist as we, you know, as we know it today, or at least before Squeeze existed. That's a great differentiator, just even in the technology piece. I love that. I hate standing in a line after I get a massage, having to wait my turn to check out, awkwardly tip in front of the person. So I think some of those things are are really cool. The thing that I, I really like about this business is you are in the emerging category, your newer franchise brand. And that is a positive to us because you've got great territory availability still. So you can bring on fantastic franchisees that can scale and grow with you. But you're not emerging in the sense that you're not new to franchising. You gave us some of the stats on the front end in terms of the success that you had with Drybar. So can we talk a little bit more about that support? Help our listeners understand how you're not an emerging brand from a support standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the decision to franchise, there were a lot of reasons that we chose to do it. Certainly our experience at Drybar is operating partners, which is what we call our franchisees, operate their businesses better. You know, they've got skin in the game. They're connected to their community. They care deeply about their team, which is a huge element of our experience at Squeeze uh, is the people side of it. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, deciding to franchise was something that we decided out the gate we would do. And so every decision, we talked to all of our potential candidates about this, is every decision we made as we built this business was with their success in mind. So, you know, uh, we didn't open with the thought that we would we would pop open one location and see how it goes. We really built systems and processes from the get-go. So it was really thinking through, you know, is what we're doing today and right now going to work for franchisee number 12 to 24 to 482. And if, you know, then it, it didn't, then we had to figure out a better way and a different way to approach it. So we have support across every single functional area of the business, you know, just kind of going through the order of operations from when a franchisee signs their agreement. We have a national real estate advisory team that we work with that sets all of our territories that takes the franchisee through every single step of identifying sites, negotiating deal points for their leases, clearly a very big portion of this type of business. We also have a real estate project management and construction team that then takes the franchisee through getting their um, location underway from a leasehold improvements standpoint. You know, they manage the GC, they oversee all the permitting. A lot of that is very scary for franchisees. I mean, we're ultimately partnering with them because they're going to be great operators, not because they know necessarily how to navigate the real estate landscape. So we've got partners and support in place for that aspect. And then of course, once the franchisee finds a location and we get um, construction underway, we have recruiting, 
toolkits, best practices for interviewing. We certainly help them across all of the different programs to, to find the right people. We have operations and training manuals. We have a learning management platform that the franchisee uh, gets up and running on and has documentation against. And then also, of course, marketing. We've got an open opening marketing playbook. We have a local store marketing toolkit. So really just trying to set them up for success from, from the outset. The one other piece of our system that I do feel is a very strong differentiator is we have a centralized guest services team that helps to support the franchisee, not only in terms of handling any inbound guest reviews but all or uh, inquiries, but also they are the first stop shop for the franchisee as they need anything to support their business. A lot of other systems, and I can speak to this, you know, when I was at Drybar, there was maybe one to two people that were available to the franchisee at any given time. And you think about a broad network across the country, that's a very hard thing to be, uh, you know, present for all of the time. But we've got a support team that will be available to the franchisee throughout every single hour of their operating time frame. And, uh, you know, also accessible to them uh, for for any related questions. So our tagline at Squeeze is a way better massage experience. But I think for a lot of those reasons, we're also a way better franchise experience. That is incredibly robust, especially for a franchise that is truly just getting started franchising. And you know, we have a lot of founders and owners on this podcast, and I don't know that I've ever heard somebody walk through their system of support in that manner it's incredibly impressive and also for us in our position, reassuring as we send candidates to you that they're going to be taken care of. And I will tell you just a quick anecdote. I sent over a territory check on an area and your team came back with demographic reports. They let us know, hey, this is why we're not really sure about this. Let us dig in. So you're not just accepting candidates based on, oh, somebody here wants to own a squeeze. Perfect. We're ready to roll right into that market. It was let us analyze that and make sure that that's going to be good for everybody. And I've never had anybody do that when I put in a territory check before either. So really, you guys are walking the walk and talking the talk. So you touched very briefly on the recruiting and the training and retention of the personnel. That's a really heavy topic with a lot of our clients right now. Can you dig a little bit deeper on what you guys are doing to help there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, first of all, for those kind words. Um, we have, we really have tried to build build this system in a way that is going to create a really long lasting, sustainable brand. You know, I mean, this is my my baby. I've put my heart and soul into this business. I have a chief operating officer who's been with me almost since day one, and you know, it was always our vision and our hope that we would create something that not only feels good to the consumer, to our guest, because of course that's the service that we're offering, but I want it to feel really great for our employees. I want it to feel really great for our owners and operators. You know, I'm a big believer that a happy employee makes a happy guest, makes a happy owner, makes a happy franchisor, you know, and the world kind of goes round. So, uh, and and that does take a lot of intentionality from the get-go in how we think about people and how we think about programs that celebrate people. So to your point, I mean, my passion is people. It's actually the thing that got me the most excited about launching Squeeze. So the quick story there is the founders of Drybar had this idea. As I mentioned earlier, they didn't have the bandwidth to get it off the ground. 
they kindly gave me the opportunity to run with it. But in full transparency, I actually took a couple of months to determine whether or not I wanted to do this because I wasn't thinking when I was looking for a new challenge that I would build something from scratch. And I certainly, you know, didn't want to get three to six months into it and be like, never mind, this is too hard. I'm, I'm going to, you know, go take a bigger paying job down the road type of thing. So I really sat with it for a while and I researched the space and I did a lot of digging in terms of like how we could position the brand and what the model would look like. And the thing that I really realized is thankfully demand for massage is endless, you know, and we're even better positioned today than we were when we launched in 2019. So from that standpoint, you know, it's a, it's a great thing that massage is kind of embedded into people's routines. But I felt like there was a huge opportunity on the people side, on the employee side, to really establish a brand and an experience that celebrated them first. I always like to challenge our management team with, I want our people to feel seen first and foremost for who they are as human beings, and then recognized and valued for their contributions to the company. Because I think that if you can connect with people on a soul level, on a human eye-to-eye level, it goes a long way in terms of working together as a team and getting really great output. And so we do, I I feel like this piece of the business is a little bit of our secret sauce. So I'll give you a little bit. um, But honestly, you know, it's, it's what we focus on the most through our discovery process with franchisees. It's the lens that I'm looking for the most in an operating partner. I care very much about the fact that you understand business, that you have good operational acumen. But if you don't care about people and you've never managed big teams, you don't know how to support. Uh, inspire and motivate, then this isn't the right franchise for you. Because at the end of the day, all we're really doing is managing people's time. Labor is the biggest line item on the expense side of things. So, you know, people are really the the heart and soul in the center of this business. So from an interview, like kind of, again, just kind of going through the process of thinking about hiring through to retaining on the interview side, we place a lot of emphasis in getting to know the person for first and foremost. So there's a lot of very intentional questions that we ask that are probably not part of most employers (laughs) um, initial conversations with people. We of course want to understand what your professional experience is, but we more want to dig into like who you are, what your passions are, what you care about, what you expect from us. um, And some just like bigger questions that get to the heart and the core of who people are. And, you know, that really just helps us to align against our company values, which we call the feels since we're a feel good company. And, uh, and yeah, so, so there's that piece of it. And then once someone is on board, we have a full uh, training program. We call it squeeze school. It's a two day process where, again, you know, we really immerse people into our values and our vision and what we're all about, of course, how we actually operate and do things. But again, it's so much more about how we make people feel. The reason that we call our company values the feels is it was inspired by Maya Angelou's quote, people will forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you make people feel. So it's, you know, it always goes back to that for us. And there's just a lot of emphasis that we put on that for both the team and the guest. And then from a retention standpoint, there's also several programs that we've put in place to celebrate our people and to connect with them again, as like, people and human first, first, not just um, employees. And so we've got recognition programs. We have a digital platform in which the team is kind of virtually high-fiving each other all day long and celebrating uh, the team for showing up as uh, representatives of our values, of our, of our feels. 
Uh, we also have offsites that we do where we invite the entire team, not just, you know, people who don't happen to be working that given day. So we've just been really intentional in making people feel good. <laughs> um, and hopefully, you know, that translates to making our guests feel good too. I think it does. I think when you go into anything that's service driven as a guest, you can feel if the employees that are providing that service are happy, you can feel that. So I love that. So let's stay on the people side of things for a little bit. You alluded to a little bit about who the franchisee is, what you're looking for, but let's dig into that a little bit more about the ideal franchisee profile and what their day in the life would look like. It's interesting because we have such an array of experience in our current franchisee profile, which I really love because the reality is you can have, you know, quite a differentiated experience or background than the next operating partner and still be super successful. Um, so I don't want to limit anyone, particularly anyone who's listening, who thinks this would be an interesting opportunity because um, we've built this business to hopefully be something that if you're interested and passionate in health and wellness and you have business experience kind of across a lot of different areas, then then we would love to talk to you because we've set it up to hopefully enable many people to be successful. But foundationally, we certainly would love an operating partner who has business acumen, whether it's in hospitality, operations, sales and marketing, we have finance and technology operating partners as well. So again, I mean, it's not limited to just the hospitality spaces you might think, or even just retail. But again, I'll always go back to the biggest question and area that we focus on is what is your experience in managing teams? How do you approach management? What would the people who you know have worked for you say your style is? Um, you know, in addition to several other questions that just dig deep on the people side. Uh, and then also we want people who are really passionate about their community, you know, who are involved to one of the benefits of course of franchising is that you're connecting with someone who has a built-in support system and people who are going to want to champion their business and come in and be the first, you know, founding members, et cetera. So certainly wanting to understand the involvement in the community and the, the day in the life to your second, the second part of your question, you know, we really are looking for operating partners who want to be pretty heavily involved in the first six months or so. There's certainly flexibility. We're open seven days a week, 14 hours a day. We encourage the operating partner to hire a shop manager who's really responsible for the day-to-day -day needs of the team. But the importance of setting a tone from a culture standpoint, since that is really the, you know, the heartbeat of our brand. You know, we want the operating partner to be in the shop to, you know, know their employees' names, to get to know the guests, to also certainly understand the way the business is operated. And then from there, you know, once the once the team is established, once the business gets really up and running after the first six months or so, the day-to-day -day responsibilities are just executing a lot of the programs that I mentioned earlier, like some of the offsites for the team. Again, just like the cultural kind of pulse points that need to continue to engage everyone. Some of the admin backend things like running payroll. But the hope would be that you then have enough freedom to either start focusing on shop number two, or if you have additional personal passions that you want to spend your time and, and energy on, you know, this business will, will allow you the flexibility to do that. That's really interesting, just all of the different things that you touched on there. And I, I think 
you know, now I'm thinking about clients that we've worked with that maybe we didn't send your way for one reason or another. And it's like, well, that made it may have made a lot more sense than we thought originally. So I think this is really good for people looking for businesses to hear too, because sometimes the massage space isn't the first thing that comes to mind, but it really is. And it always goes back to the people. And certainly for you, you had many options when looking at bringing Squeeze nationwide. You know, corporate, you've had really a lot of experience with many different brands. So what is your personal compelling reason, Brittany, to look to franchising that you're involved in this space? The more involved I am in franchising, the more passionate I become about it. I mean, it is such an amazing opportunity for someone to be their own boss, to own their own business, to have flexibility in their schedule. But the beauty is that you're doing it with a safety net below. You know, ultimately, you have a team and a support system in place who have already proven a concept, who have literally, you know, step by step, paint by number guidelines and directions on how to be hopefully as, if not more, successful. And then also the beauty of the community of other operating partners who are doing the same thing in other cities. And just, you know, the support that that provides. Like I think about when we were opening Studio City, I would have loved to be able to call someone in Chicago or wherever and be like, hey, what did you do about XYZ? And I think that's just the beauty of of a franchising network is it's, again, not only the support of the franchisor and all of the materials and uh, resources that are available to you, but then also the other human beings that are literally doing the exact same thing all over the country. And how neat that is to be a part of, you know, such a special time too in our in our growth phase. I mean, we've got 18 units sold across 10 markets. I've got big, big goals and plans to have over, you know, 300, hopefully 500 units around the country. So yeah, it's pretty special to be at this stage, um, which I always talk about too, not to go too much off of a tangent here, but to franchisees who are interested in our system is this has to excite you that you're one of the first, you know, I mean, it's not, you're not being plugged in as number 150. It's, it's, you know, you're number 20, which is a big deal. Like you get to set the tone and there's, there's a lot of excitement, I think around that as well. So in any case, you know, I think it's, um it's a very, it's a very special time and I'm such a passionate believer in, the opportunity that franchising affords people, um, you know, certainly even the the ability to create generational wealth for families or, you know, a business for a parent to pass on to their child, et cetera. It's really, you know, it's a special thing to be a part of people's lives in that way. Um, a lot of times too, it's kind of people's next chapter, if you will, like they've built a great career for 15, 20 years, and they want to move on to something that they feel more personally passionate about, or they want to stay local, they don't want to travel as much, whatever it is, is it's, it's a really beautiful thing to be a part of. So I'm super grateful to be in this space. I'm sure you guys, you know, feel the same. We do, we do, we talk about it all the time. I've been in it, I've been around it my whole life. And I've been in it for a long time in my professional career. So we love it. Tell us, one last thing. Tell us the best piece of advice you've ever received. I've been very fortunate to receive a lot of good pieces of advice. I think the first thing that popped in my mind is actually a learning that I have had throughout the past couple of years. So launching a business in 2019 that is all about touching people, (laughs) you know, certainly 
was not for the faint of heart. Starting a business in general is not for the faint of heart, but, you know, kind of enduring a global pandemic at the outset tried me in personal and professional ways that I really had never been challenged. And what I took away from that experience is, is this, I, I believe with all of my heart now, not just because I believe it, because I, I know it, I've experienced it. I don't think that the most successful people are the most educated or the most experienced or the most well-connected. All of those things, one of those things certainly helps. But I truly believe the most successful people are the ones who are willing to get up every single day and keep going. The ability to dig down so deep in your soul and in your gut and remember why you started, the passion and you know vision you have for doing, quite frankly, anything is and seeing it through is the ticket. I believe, I believe that more than anything now. So it's, you know, that's another thing that we talk to franchisees about. It's just their motivation and their why, because that's what's going to keep you going. I have actual goosebumps on my arms listening to you walk through that and talk about it and, and most certainly live it in the pandemic and your original studio being in the LA area. I live in San Diego part-time. It was different for us. Brittany lives in Atlanta. I went to visit her last year and there were no masks. And I was like, what? <laughs> so a little bit different too. You know, that's a challenge to really overcome. And I think that speaks volumes for the resiliency of you and Squeeze and just all of the amazing things that you guys are going to have in store. So thank you so much for joining us today. This was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to working with you both. And um, we're definitely popping up in Atlanta, Britt. So hopefully I'll see you in person soon. And hopefully we'll be in San Diego sooner than later too. Yes, I would love that. Thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it. Take care. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm-hmm.